Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hello, everybody. I'm Travis. Hello, everyone, and, and I am Brandon. <laughs> you, I, I almost, you almost forgot. Uh, I almost uh, went straight. You went almost to the 150 show. episodes uh, without <laughs> messing that up, and then right <laughs> tripped right at the finish line. Welcome, everyone, to Apathetic Enthusiasm, uh, the show where we I'm talk Brandon. about the yeah. And he's Brandon, <laughs> and I'm Travis, and we're streaming live on Twitch and on YouTube, and coming to your ear holes through whatever podcatcher you you choose to get your podcast from thank you so much for tuning in uh so happy that you could join us for yeah another monday evening that, i'm brandon <laughs> uh this is this is the thing to look <laughs> forward to on mondays that and monday night football and i will not probably catch a monday night football game this season it's for as long as we are, are podcasting so that's, that's fine that's, that's fine. true even, even if even if even if the chargers are 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 playing even if the dolphins are playing uh let's hope for a monday night football game chargers versus dolphins that'd be <laughs> that'd be a real barn burner oh uh, my gosh. how how are the chargers doing this year uh they have blown two leads and are uh one and one and two uh because i think they've played three games that's that's how long mm-hmm. the season has been well in, in, a, in a way we are kind of in the same boat um that we we're we're not blowing a lead off of most points scored against i think yeah no you're you guys are you guys are doing fine hey if you want to follow us along on social media there are plenty of ways that you can do that you can follow us collectively at apathusiast i am at joe Comino. he is at barnyard cruise barnyard uh, barnyard uh we have a facebook page facebook.com slash apathetic enthusiasm show or you can follow our instagram apathetic underscore enthusiasm if anyone is still using email you can shoot one to us at apathetic enthusiasm show at gmail.com or go to our website apatheticenthusiasm.com where you can find this podcast and the interdimensional RSS and submit it for your approval and probably a blog post about pot pies. I don't know if that's still up there. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> it, it is. It is. That might be, well, oh, it's still there somewhere. It's, it's it, Nothing ever dies on the internet. Ar- 
archived. It's archived. It's, it's, it's archived. <laughs> hey, all right. That something made a noise. So uh, let's. Was that me? No, you didn't make a noise. Uh, oh no, D, <laughs> D Squeeze is hosting us on Twitch. Thanks, D Squeeze. Oh, you're you're a right. real pal. Ah oh, man, uh, I missed it. Um, and and, and thank you uh, to everyone over at Patreon.com/slash/RickandMortyPod uh, who continue to support us there financially. Uh, if you want to watch this show live and see. Uh, my face, or more specifically, Brandon's face, uh, head over to twitch.tv slash apathetic enthusiasm <laughs> or follow us on YouTube. Just search for apathetic enthusiasm. We're so close. We're so close to those 100 subscribers. We need to actually tweet about it and see if people will follow us there. Uh, and then we can give you our handy dandy URL and I don't have to make you search all the time. That's right. Uh, that's right. But that's that's all the formalities out of the way. That's That's the must do's. And now it's just me and you, Brandon, and, and, the, lo- and, and the lovely folks watching at home. Uh, what what is what is the haps? What's going on? Now, you know, there's there's not a lot. There's not a lot going on with me. In fact, this whole episode is dedicated to us not having done a single thing in the <laughs> in the two weeks since we last did it. This is Brandon and Travis's apathetic enthusiasm. What should we have done? Podcast where we talk about things we should have done. Over the two weeks. I feel like I was uh, Travis, so busy over the last two weeks, but I, I probably, I don't know how much I actually accomplished. Well, let, let me, let's start with that. Travis, what's the first thing you think of when you think of, well, I should have done that. Uh, this, this got real weird. I, I did a lot of <laughs> stuff. I, okay. Here's what I should have done. Here's what I should have okay. done. All right. Uh, Cause this <laughs> happened in the last two weeks. Uh, there was an iPhone announcement. And Apple does their annual, hey, here's the next version of the iPhone. Go buy it right away. Um, and I have not bought one right away in the, about three years. So I was I was feeling like it might be time for an upgrade. And I talked it over with the significant other. And yeah. we're like, yeah, we're getting iPhones. We're going to get them. So I was going to pre-order on the morning when you could pre-order it. And I was out at that pumpkin patch that that has been talked about on our podcast uh recently and uh, a friend of mine's like oh yeah you can like pre pre-order and you can get pre-approved so that on friday morning you can just pre-order it and be good and this is where is this is the thing i should have done is i should have paid more attention when i was doing the pre-order than I did while I was standing in line and talking to other people. Because when I pre-ordered me and my wife's phones, I put my phone number on both phones. So uh, when they shipped, yeah. when they fast forward to a couple uh, a couple days ago, when they shipped the phones to me, uh, they were both set up for my phone number, which means when I registered, when I like set mine up, no problems. Mm-hmm. No when problems I, at all. When I went to set my wife's up, all the problems. I, I couldn't set hers up. I tried swip, swapping out SIM cards, doing all this stuff, and there. Like, it's like not here's a SIM card. There's a SIM card. Let's let's swap them up. It didn't work. It's like, and then in the midst sim, sim of swap. like, I was on the phone with like AT and T and Apple for like an hour, and in the middle of that, they're like, "Oh, try this," and I tried activating it with her old SIM card in it, and then all of a sudden, I lost the call. Like, and it dropped, and I was like, "Ugh." If, if just adding insult to injury, I can't, I can't get this figured out. Well, at least my phone's working. She has her old cell phone. Let's go out for the day and take care of the business that we have to take care of. And it wasn't until I was out of my house, out of my Wi-Fi area, that I realized what I had done. I had deactivated my phone number on my phone. Yeah. 
in, in an attempt to activate her number. And so I carried a brick around in my pocket uh, almost all afternoon. Uh, occasionally, what, happened to your, what, happened to your, what happened to your phone? What? What happened to your phone? Like, why were you carrying a brick? Shouldn't you? Mar, 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 mar. I was carrying this, this uh, a, a rather useless iPhone a 11 around in my pocket. Huh? A case? Is that just a case? No, it has the phone in it. It's in there. Oh. Okay. All right. You know, you're just using all these. You're using all these terms that I've never. I just never. You know, in the IT career field, I've never ever heard of, of someone refer to something broken and empty as a brick. <laughs> a brick. Uh, I, I use that term just, all the time. I think I did just have this conversation actually, not more than a, like two weeks ago, where someone was like, "A brick? What? What are you talking about? Like the hard drives are bad. We need we need to take all these hard drives. They're all bricked. Like what?" What? Uh, what? <laughs> what? Anyway. And then they pushed their glasses up, all five of their glasses. So uh, Saturday night, I went to AT&T, got, got the whole <laughs> thing figured out. My phone works. Her phone works. We added a line. My child has a cell phone now that's Ooh. really freaky, and I like I don't know how to properly process it. But Go. anyway, so that's something I should have done this week. I also should have actually been at my house when they tried to deliver them because... I had to like go to the UPS store and uh, man, I'm happy that I have my new phone, but it was a bit of a mess it, over the weekend. It was a hassle. A bit of a hassle. So yeah. What about you? What 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 do you wish you would have done this last couple of weeks? What do I wish I, I would have done this this last two weeks? Um, let's start by saying that I wish I would have enjoyed the ocean a little bit more this this last week i wish i wish i could have looked upon the shoreline as the waves roll in and out of the bay and see the dolphins jump along with the orcas i i friends I'm having a hard time picking up how serious you are about any of this right now <laughs> i wish i would have done that um, but what I did do was nothing. I wasn't near the ocean, even though I guess Tampa is technically near the ocean. Like it's you're way Bay. closer to the ocean than I am. Yeah. Tampa Bay. Did you know Tampa the, is, a, is the city, right? And, and Tampa Bay is the area. I don't, did, you, did you, did you know that? I didn't, I didn't know that. I, <laughs> yeah, no, that, I, well, I, I want to talk, I want to talk about that for a second. <laughs> This is the this is the the uh, the podcast that that gets into the dirty details about the uh, metropolitan areas of m- Middle Florida. I don't know what do they call that part of Florida. Um, the central 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 Florida. Florida. That makes sense. That makes sense. Oh, I was supposed to text Omar and tell him that we were we were streaming. Does he not um, have Twitter? Get get a, get on the Discord, Omar. Come on, let's let's make it happen. Um, uh, but yeah. but no, what I what I really wish I would have done was uh, watch some watch some more shows, played some more video games, spent some more time with family. I would have liked to have done yeah, all those things. Those are all good uh, but things. I, but, we but did, I did do all of that we, in a way. We did some of it. We have things yeah. to talk about. We have media that we have consumed. Mm. Yeah. Yes, we have. Uh, let, let's let's go ahead and start. Let's go ahead and start off with that. Then, uh, by the way, I apologize to anyone listening. Every once in a while, the 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 mucos in my notes uh, starts to want to come out. Um, it happens to the best of us, yeah. specifically me, for the last like month. <laughs> well, let's let's start with a show, or I should say, movie that just came out on Netflix. 
this last week. Yeah. Uh, it stars a good old comedian, Zach Galifianakis, and it's The Funnier Die Presents Between Two Ferns, the movie. The movie. I've been, I have been eagerly awaiting this film since uh, the Monday prior to its release. Uh, because that's <laughs> the day the... <laughs> that Comedy Bang Bang, the podcast, comes out. And uh, the host of that podcast, Scott Ackerman, is the right. director as well as writer and producer of, of this, as well as many of the other Between Two Ferns uh, webisodes featured on Funny or Die. Uh, and that podcast had all of the uh, central cast from from this movie on last week so zach galifianakis was on there lauren lapkus and the other main characters whose names i did not write down and do not know <laughs> from memory um, no 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 uh, matthew mcconaughey no not the, not all the guest people it's like uh <laughs> but yeah the the other i'm just gonna look it up i'm gonna look it up but yeah, yeah, yeah uh yeah. yeah but it's out on netflix and it is a full-length film based on the hit web series between two friends yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, did you did you you watch the web series before, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, um, I, I, I remember watching Funnier that that show on Funnier Die was what is one of the ones that I kept going back to, including the one with Will, Will Ferrell's daughter uh, uh, doing the the police stuff, or Adam Adam McKay's daughter. One of the one of the, one of the two. Um, and uh, and then they took that off, uh, but just the just the idea of of Zach Galifianakis as a host interviewing celebrities and just being such a huge dick to them, so uh, awful. Ryan Gall, <laughs> I think Ryan Gall and okay. Giovanni Leonio are the other two main characters in this film. Okay, ah, got right, it out. Right. I feel better. I feel it's it's weight. Off my chest. Also, yeah, Peter Dinklage and Will Ferrell in there. Yeah, thank you, D. Yeah, yeah, thank yeah, you, yeah. D. Squeeze. We will, uh, and we'll, we'll we'll talk about all of those, uh, all all of the folks in in there, all the the special guests. But uh, so, uh, this this is a the the movie came out, and I immediately, immediately was like, yeah, we should we should watch this. The, the Chelsea. We po- we popped it in, popped it into the the figurative Netflix VCR. Did you? Make it a blockbuster night. Ooh, look at that! Where did you get that shirt? Nineteen ninety four. Yeah, it's at Target. Um, but yeah. but yeah, yeah. My kids don't know what a blockbuster is, and it's it's awesome. Losers. Just kidding. Blockbusters, losers. They turned down Netflix. Look, we don't need to get in that. Um, so we, we we popped it in, and within the first you know five minutes, just cracking up uh, as he talks to Matthew McConaughey. Um, and so I laughed through the whole thing. There's a, you know, the, the middle part, obviously you have to, you have to some, have some drama, slow it down a little bit, but overall just absolutely hilarious. What did you, what did you think about it? Um, I thought, I thought it was really good. I mean, it, it stayed true to the web series by having a lot of like, he had to go capture 10 between two friends episodes. So it, it forced them to stick to that like talk show theme within the confines of the movie. Um, yeah. and I, and I realized that it gets a challenge to take an idea like between two ferns and, and, and stretch that out into a feature film. But I think they did a really good job, especially considering 
how much of the film itself is improvised. And, and I didn't, I didn't know that, um, until I had listened to that podcast. Uh, but they talked a lot about how they came up with a lot of ideas early on, but like, uh, Scott Ackerman was having to go back and like rewrite scenes and write throughout the entire production because they were coming up with ideas and then like they would improvise a line and then go shoot a whole scene that sort of expanded on that line because of something that somebody improvised. So, a very unique way of developing yeah. a film. Um, and yeah, I thought, well, that, I thought that, it was really funny. That, that's kind of what they do throughout Comedy Bang Bang, right? Because Yeah, they, Comedy Bang Bang is... Um, it's all about improv comedy for the most part. Usually there is one uh, guest on the show who is like the deadpan, or not necessarily even deadpan, but like the the straight man. And, and yeah. it is an actual guest promoting a movie or some other uh, thing that's going on. And then the other... Uh, comedians that are on there will often improvise characters, uh, but they don't they don't break character normally. And so um, Scott Ackerman will will interview these improvised characters, and hilarity ensues. Um, and, and then they just do that week after week. And uh, that's usually what I listen to uh, on Mondays and Tuesdays. So yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I I think that I think that's great. And it's when like Reno nine one one Miami. Or um, like what we maybe like what we do in the shadows. Some of uh, well, I, what we do in the shadows isn't necessarily improv, but those those types of movies where they they take a lot of just improvised scenes and like, well, okay, well, let's actually just put this inside of a continuity and and, and make an entire movie out of it. Um, you can you can tell when there are certain scenes where Zach Galifianakis is who's playing himself, right? He's not playing any yeah. different character, uh, is, is interacting with the celebrities outside of the, the studio. And they're just, they're just talking. And some of those interactions are the, the, the clearest indication of, of improv to me. Like when he's talking to David Letterman on the grass <laughs> and, and, and then, uh, David Letterman, he, Zach Galifianakis is, is leaving and David Letterman's like, yeah, make make sure you're not walking on the grass. <laughs> but it's all grass. There's no. Uh, it's all grass. It's, everything right. Um, Zach just like looks down. And is like uh, 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 uh. <laughs> for some reason, and it's not like it's a new idea for a joke. But the way he butchered uh, Benedict Cumberbatch's uh, names, uh, his like over and over again uh, had me rolling. <laughs> um, yeah. There's 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 some great stuff in here. Uh, huge stars, huge stars throughout. Tyrone the movie. Lannister. What's that? <laughs> Tyrone Lannister is what he called <laughs> Peter Dinklage and like the little caption for the yep, yep. flip characters they are. Uh yeah, lots of lots of really good stuff. I I def- if you've if you've watched Between Two Ferns at all, um there uh you you'll you'll probably like the film. Uh but yeah, it's 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 really enjoyable and uh yeah. kudos to them there, for go watch good. it soon now that it's still fresh on Netflix before they I don't know, get it taken uh. down or something. I don't know how Netflix works. Yeah. Well, one one of the things that I, I just want to mention is there there's a whole slew of cameos from other folks who are uh, comedy bang bang regulars mm-hmm. um, or related tangentially. So like Paul F. Tompkins as as the is, game show host. Yeah, and yeah, don't yeah, give yeah. up. Yeah, I really I really enjoyed that. <laughs> Um, some upright citizen brigade folks, uh, Matt Besser and uh, Will Hines was was in there, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, who who I've had on uh, submitted for your approval 
coincidentally. Oh, weird uh, flex, but like, okay. Yeah, no, no. Like I, I saw he's he's at the at the end when um when Zach is in Will Ferrell's office and like the the assistant comes in with paperwork. Yeah. That's that's Will Hines. And I I, I turned to the Chelsea is like, I, I had him on the show. I had that guy on the show. Jesse. 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 She's like, Jesse. Oh, good for you, Brandon. I didn't marry you for this shit, okay? I married you for love. No. She didn't say no, that. She, didn't. she would never she, say that. She did not say that. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, and and make sure to stick around after the film uh, for a hilarious blooper reel with them with them breaking character and uh, and, and oh, oh geez. Brandon Brandon is stripping that's that's that we're gonna get demonetized. We're gonna get demonetized now. Uh, for the nip slip live on stream. Good job, Brandon. Exposing yourself Janet to the Jackson. world. God, it's <laughs> I don't know. You know, here's the thing is I don't know if you're what? cropped in enough. Uh you may be too cropped in for the stream. We may you may have gotten away with it. You just might have gotten oh, away with it. Oh dang. I'm yeah, like yeah. zoomed super far in like you can like Ooh, I might have to adjust that later. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, great, great movie. <laughs> watch the bloopers, uh, and yeah. let us let us know what you think. If if you guys if you guys watch the film, you know, come on back. Yeah, and if you and if you really really like it, uh, it could, not that this podcast needs any advertising whatsoever, <laughs> uh, but comedy bang bang is is pretty good too. So, yeah, <laughs> um, and and now that the. Let's see. the The chat is is weighing in. Oh, yeah, no, definitely it's saw some, up. some top nipple, some sneed bobs, some sneed bobs. Is you know how like you know how there's like uh, there's cleavage and then there's there's under cleavage or whatever that that's called. Like if it's if it's just like the top of a nipple, is that like is there a special term for that? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if like, there's a like, term for that. Like like if someone's like 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 uh like bathing suit is like it's it's only it's not quite a nip slip because it's not it's, all the way it's out. It's called a like nip tip. Like, well, that's an areola, I guess. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. If, yeah, that's the areola edge. I, <laughs> at, anyway, at, at, at Disney and Disney World. <laughs> yeah, opening this fall. Uh, anyway, uh, we watched something else. We actually watched an entire series uh, to talk that's about. Right. Uh, and this is uh, on Amazon Prime. So if you do not pay for Amazon Prime, I'm sorry. Uh, missing out. What's what? You're missing out. Missing out. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's called Undone, and and this is uh, a show that is an animated show that is done through the rotoscope style of animation. So they yeah. actually film the actors and then animate over them and, and manipulate the scenes uh, using special effects and things like that. But uh, you were actually pretty excited to watch this one, weren't you? I, I, I was, yeah. Um, I... I hadn't seen really anything about it um, when it when it first came out, and then I uh, on on over on the the Twitter verse, I saw folks talking uh, talking it up and saying they had finished it already. They'd binged the hell out of it just in in one night. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, all right. Don't I actually looked at watched the trailer and I saw how kind of trippy it was, and I saw uh, a gif of an old woman dying turning into a skeleton dying and coming back up and in, into life turning back into a woman uh, that's really cool well what is it actually about you know my love of time travel movies travis 
You yeah, know I love that, of course. that that concept. And uh I was I, I was bought in. Also, um I don't want to get his name wrong, but the creator of BoJack Horseman, uh Raphael Bob Waxberg, uh was the co-creator of the show and you know how much I love BoJack Horseman. Of course. Uh, so with those two things in mind, had to give it a shot, gave it a shot this weekend, uh, blazed through it in one afternoon and loved it. Yeah, no, I, um, I, and you know where I'm going to go with this, but the style of animation always takes me back to, I didn't want to, I didn't want to, I didn't want to jump you off. I didn't want to cut you off on there. Uh, it always takes me back to the early off. 2000s I didn't watch- <laughs> uh, and, and Waking Life, which is another rotoscope film. Uh, but but this uh, Waking Life is all about uh, like the dream world. And it's 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 really more of a series of conversations about dreaming and different aspects of dreaming and about life and, and different things like that. And this is very similar to to that film in a lot of ways, uh, but definitely has more of a a clear um, uh, story arc that goes through it. Uh, the the main character uh, Alma uh, Winograd Diaz, played by Rosa Salazar, uh, she um, her her dad dies when she's very young, and then she goes through a traumatic car accident, and then suddenly wakes up uh it from this coma uh seeing her her dead uh dad played by bob odenkirk and uh he's explaining to her how uh she actually has this power to uh, sort of separate herself from linear time and and move throughout it and then uh the the show over the course of eight 22 minute episodes uh, explores this concept as she tries to get better at doing that uh, and yep. also trying to discover uh, the true reasoning behind her father's death. So uh, very interesting story arc and the idea of her moving through time and being able to manipulate it uh, creates some really interesting ways to play with storytelling and and sort of reveal things early on that that make more sense as you as you uh, continue watching and yeah, uh, I, I I don't know. I really enjoyed it, um, and it 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 ends in the, in a way that that continues to kind of uh, leave things open for interpretation. Don't expect everything to be sewn up and in, in and have a pretty pink bow on it at the end. Uh, maybe yeah. that means a season two. I, I I wouldn't expect that for a really long time, just due to the amount of time it takes to produce. Yeah. Uh, this sort of a series, but uh, I think I think it works really well, even just as a as a standalone miniseries over eight episodes. I I, I, agree, I agree, I agree. I I really liked the. Um, oh, but we'll get into spoiler territory here because you you should keep watching it. Of course, are watching it. Whatever. It, they they introduced this this idea that well she she's manipulating time, uh, but her grandmother was a schizophrenic and so there's this kind of overlaying theme of you know if if schizophrenia is um this if she's schizophrenic or if she's actually manipulating and shaping time and i i thought i thought that was really good a a good a good (laughs) kind of a look at it 
Um, also, there's because it's uh, Raf, Raphael uh, Bojack Horseman guy. Um, there's a lot of kind of uh, emotional themes and uh, themes about being broken and in uh, emotions and, and how to handle life, uh, which I feel like I handle life all right, but you know it still it still hits me hits me in certain feels. Yeah. Um. And 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 I want to I want to say this. I, I just it just it just occurred to me. There's an episode of the most recent season of BoJack Horseman that just friggin' kills me, and it's about his uh, BoJack's mom who's kind of like suffering from uh, Alzheimer's a little bit, and uh, like there's ah that episode can't talk about it anymore it's, <laughs> yeah it's getting me right get me right in the feels yeah. but uh there, there's lots of feels in this show it's really really good i, I recommend it and uh everyone's been talking about a scanner darkly in the chat that's the the keanu reeves movie so if you don't know what rotoscoping is look at a scanner darkly that's kind of that's yeah what we're yeah that's about. the that's the other option i suppose if you want to you know <laughs> go with that one um also also a cool cool movie yeah, I the 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 schizophrenia uh, like elements in Undone um were really interesting. It kind of it kind of leaves you second guessing everything that's happening uh a lot because uh as as you continue to watch with the schizophrenia running through um the main character's family, um you're like is she re- even really doing all the stuff that you're seeing and um I I, I don't I don't know I, I I really like it I like that I I don't I don't feel like we got a clear answer by the end of it as to whether or not uh you know any of it was real or not and I think I think that's cool I think that's cool um but yeah it's uh good good it's, I just enjoyed it uh, please write more <laughs> <laughs> that's good that's good yeah uh, no I, I I dug it I recommend it highly everyone should go go give it a uh, go pirate it go steal it. In whichever go, way you go want. give Amazon all your money. I don't know. Let's murder somebody. I don't I don't care. You know, steals steal um the first national bank's you know loan department paper slips. We're, we're not we're not we're not advocating <laughs> theft necessarily. Um but it's it's good. Um good good show. And Amazon is doing a lot of a lot of good things. Um uh, one one other thing that's on Amazon that I've never watched is uh, Fleabag. Have you heard about the show Fleabag? I have I have heard of Fleabag. Did it win an Emmy? It, no, it won like all the Emmys. Um, so it did. It didn't win an Emmy. It 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 won. It won like best actress in like a comedy and then also one for writing and one for like best comedy or something too. So beating out some, some, some big name uh, uh, shows and I had never, I had never seen it nor I think heard of the show, uh, but it's definitely yeah. on my queue to watch now. Um, at, mostly because of one Emmys, but also because I realized some other people have recommended it and uh, like in their Instagram stories and stuff like that. And I didn't know what it was, um, but now I do. Now I do. Thanks to the Emmys, the the, the Emmy Awards, which are super meaningful and in no way uh, an outdated source of recognizing television accomplishments. That's right. Now, you know, I didn't want to talk about the Emmys. 
you you know that I was you said, "Oh, you want, we could talk about Emmys tonight." And I said, "I could not care less about the Emmys." And then you're like, "Well, we could talk, you know, well, I mean, it's an outdated award system and um there's just so much good television out there nowadays." And I said, "Okay, well, we can talk <laughs> okay, about it." Okay, we that. can talk about it. Yeah. Now I care. I care now. <laughs> I care now. But what you did right there is you gave a reason why the Emmys in some way are can still be relevant. Y- yes, but at the same time like the the show that we talked about through good and bad Game of Thrones in its final season with some epic storytelling and epic production walked away with little if not any emmy awards this year and and to me i'm like yeah okay game of thrones and it's like eighth season and it's been around for a decade and maybe like it's just kind of like it's over and and does that warrant that it gets like that last sweep of emmys or is it like okay we recognize it was good it won emmys throughout its its run moving on and now is it time to recognize something else and and as you like the showrunners left early we're leaving we're hitting the after parties we're done let's get out of here come on george rr and and game of thrones did win something (laughs) it won something big but um yeah i i don't know i certain categories they were like all right best best drama or whatever and like Every show, you're just like, wow, that's a really good show. That's a really good show. And again, most of it now is on like HBO, Netflix, Amazon, Amazon, where the ideas of traditional television have kind of faded away and everything's on a streaming platform or like high budget stuff, which is great. And I'm for that. But like... I don't know. I, I guess I guess it's the only thing that still exists to recognize that level of like production value and cuz you we're not giving out Oscars for TV dramas. So I, well, I yeah, it almost makes well, me wonder well, if the Emmys are more like important now in terms of like recognizing achievement in television. Yeah, maybe. You know, I haven't watched the Emmys maybe ever. Maybe like I caught like a piece of it, watched a little bit of it. And uh, and then I hear like, oh, Rick and Morty won won an Emmy for for Pickle Rick. Uh, Cool. (laughs) You know, those those are the things that are are relevant to me from the Emmys nowadays. Um, But, uh, you know, there's there's so much stuff out there. Netflix pushing out content constantly. Amazon, Hulu pushing content out constantly. Uh, even even thing, even other streaming services like Shutter is about to. Uh, for this is a shout out to Shutter who doesn't listen or pay attention to this podcast. But Creep Show, the series is starting on Shutter on the twenty sixth of September, which I will be on. Not I won't be on, but I will be on top of. Rob Schraub directed an episode called Bad Wolf Down, uh, which is a, a uh, werewolf thing anyways uh, what i'm saying is there's a bunch of other streaming surface uh services that will need to be recognized disney plus coming out right i've already signed up mandalorian yeah the pre-order stuff uh, just just released uh i i think that the emmys is 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 not fully prepared for uh 
the influx of um, content. And, and, I, and I think because of how much stuff is out there, they're, they're not capturing everything that maybe deserves it. They're capturing like the prestige of the streaming services right now. Yeah. The, like the, what we do in shit, what we do in the shadows is a fucking perfect show. It's not, 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 not even not mentioned. Regret. Right. And, and, not and so I think it's, it is interesting. Cause like the same could be said for cinema where there are a lot of great movies that go completely unmentioned uh, every, every year for, for Oscar nominations. But it is, it is just really weird to look at the television landscape and, and look at, what great shows uh, are out there and continue to not only really perform, but like pull in a lot of a huge fan base. Um, Sire Dark talking in, in the chat, asking about Stranger Things and and whether or not it got any Emmys or anything. I don't, I don't, I think I might have seen it nominated for something, but I don't remember it winning anything. And that was that was like the most streamed show in like history or something where it like it got the most uh views in 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 a weekend period of any show ever to be released on Netflix or any other platform for that matter but yeah it's 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 just really interesting how much good content is out there and i don't know how you know emmys or maybe yeah obviously not like smaller award shows like streamies and stuff like that that those are never going to capture the content either so <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Matt, Matt, uh, old Matt, old, old Matt Matty size o. mode. Uh, he says in the stream, okay, so tell me this, hot shots. Why was there such an uproar for a streaming service winning an Oscar while Netflix and Amazon sweep the Emmys and no one bats an eye? Um, well, the, I can tell you from, from my perspective, uh, the Oscars captures, uh, I, I don't know, like, uh, I have a thought. Like I have Oscar? a thought on it, and and, okay. and the 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 thought is traditionally television viewing is done in the home, right? It's it's all about direct to your house content, often you know serialized content that's in multiple episodes. That to me is sort of what defines television now, and so for movies produced by Netflix or Amazon that did not get theatrical releases and were just released straight to your cell phone or your your you know streaming device and never actually got butts in seats at a theater i think that creates more controversy than television that is direct to a streaming platform because because the I, I, definitions of television itself are are more fluid now I, I think that as someone who went uh, studying cinema for just a little bit uh, to work on a master's in, in film studies, uh, film is a much more pretentious and kind of uh, academic activity. And people make film to be experienced in a theater. Like Between uh, in, Two Ferns, the movie. <laughs> Between two friends of the movie, you know, in 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 IMAX, uh, Christopher Nolan coming out with movies in IMAX because it's it's art, right? Uh, James Cameron art, uh, even though he's producing the new Terminator movie, which I can't wait to see. People who make film 
want to make art, whereas television is still kind of this, there's really good television. There's prestige television, of course. Uh, but there's, there, there's that, that distance. So if you're watching a film on Netflix to that, to the, to the, the film elite, that isn't filmmaking. That's, that's extended television making. <laughs> that's just streaming that's content. Little... Yeah. No, but right. that's that I don't think that's fair to the amazing films that have been produced for streaming content. And I I think it just opens up the bigger question about how media companies will continue to get attention and stay relevant as more streaming platforms come online as more options are available for people as and as as more streaming platforms come out i feel like people are going to be more selective about which ones they choose to be a part of disney plus coming out is like a must buy for my family because of the things we're interested in and the things that we want to see but that really brings certain things into question as far as other streaming platforms and whether or not they are as necessary. Uh, I feel like Netflix uh, will continue to be um, really relevant for a while. They've, they're sort of the first in the biz and the ones that have uh, really... They still have a lot of good stuff going for them. But I don't know, like HBO's straight-to-subscription service is like 15 bucks a month. And while they have amazing content on there, it, I mean, th- Thrones is gone. I could, I could, I could get two streaming services for probably what I'd pay for HBO on a monthly basis. So, yeah. but they've got, they got Secession. They uh, they've got Ballers. Yeah, I never watched never watched an episode of Ballers. <laughs> uh, uh, but last week tonight with uh, um, John Oliver, what took home more Emmys last night and is a terrific like comedy news program and. Uh, I, that's a show I'll miss. I'll have to just watch the clips that they upload to YouTube, and that'll that'll be it for me. <laughs> that that'll 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 be it. That'll be it, Travis. That'll do. That'll that'll do. Um, that'll yeah. do. <laughs> uh, Matt Matt makes one last point. I, I want to mention this uh, just because it's pertinent. Uh, his theory is that studios are threatened by the idea that a built for homes viewing service could make something comparable to something that studios put tens of millions of dollars of production into. I don't I don't dis- disagree that that is in the background, but uh, I, I don't know if the studios themselves run the Oscars because there's still voting that goes on with with folks behind the scenes. Um, I, I yeah, I mean, I, I think that that ties in into more of how uh, theater attendance is down and, um, and and how that those businesses models change with like, um, you know, a uh, what AMC A list and and Movie Pass and and how how and how they're trying to get around um, getting attendance back up. Yeah, but hey, uh, Avengers Endgame made a shit ton of money, so it might not be doing too bad. It did, it did, but then it was like on like I don't know. I can you already stream that movie? I feel like you can. I know. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure it'll be available on Disney Plus, but. It's possible. Yeah. I mean, uh, home, yeah, yeah, probably, yeah, because uh, home, the the Spider Man one just is out now. I yeah. think. On- well, yeah, that one you can you can pay to 
to to buy or whatever. But um, yeah, so I don't know. I'm I'm really I'm we're not quite there yet, but I feel like the cable industry is con- going to continue to struggle um, as as all of these streaming services continue to outperform uh, and and build better content than they're able to deliver. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's an interesting time to. Uh, I don't know, be a fan of, of, of content. So uh, speaking yeah. of being a fan of content, what happens when you get out of your house and go see something live, Brandon? Tell me all about it. Oh my, oh my God. Oh, what a segue. Let's, let's segue into Brandon's Music Minute. It's wrong show, Brandon. It's wrong show. Let's talk about music. Let's talk about going to concerts. Let's go talk about going to shows, punk rock shows. Uh, last week, I went to see Bad Religion. Oh, my God. Last time I saw them was like 2005 at the Warp Tour in Dallas, Texas. And I was so glad to see them again. Um, I bought tickets. The, the show was on Wednesday. Wednesday night, I bought tickets probably Monday night because Chelsea came back into town. She's like, are you going to see Bad Religion? I'm like, everybody canceled on me. She's like, so you're, you're not going to go? Uh, uh, yeah, I guess I'll go by myself. Yeah. Um, and and dr- and all the whole while driving to St. Petersburg where the, the concert was, I was like, I could turn around any any at any moment and be fine with this. I'm, I'm under no obligation to go to this. There's there's, <laughs> I'm not going to hurt anyone's feelings if I don't show up to this event. Yeah, it's <laughs> not good. Uh, I I I made I parked. I walked to the venue, uh, Janice Live, and all the, walking all the way up, I was like I could turn around and, and still go home. I get inside the venue. It says no no return if you leave i say eh, if i leave i'll be fine um and i the doors open at seven and i thought in my head okay well i can leave at like 6 30 because the the opening act will have started already by the time i get there like and i get there at 7 45 and then bedrooms will start i'll be good uh, so i i learned my lesson and know that Doors open at seven, but the opening band doesn't open till they actually start till eight. Oof. Yeah, uh, and so uh, I'm so codependent, <laughs> and I don't do well in crowds by myself. <laughs> and so I just I I make sure my back is is to a wall uh, to to minimize the people who are looking at me and judging me <laughs> being by myself at this place. And I know they're not. I mean, they probably are, but it doesn't matter because I don't know them and I'll never talk to them. But I, I just feel the eyes. It's, it's just burning. It just burns. So I get a beer, a large beer, and I just just sip on it. And I finish it. I'm like, oh, that was too fast. I've been sipping on that too fast. Um, so f- and, so and far, this sure. sounds like the best concert ever. <laughs> best concert. Um, but then, but then, uh, eventually, the the band that was on uh, Maggie and the the Murder Police. They were pretty good. I waited in uh, I waited in line and got the shirt for most of it. Uh then Bad Religion came out and they were awesome. And thankfully, by that point in time I had more than uh, two beers and I was feeling no, I wasn't feeling too bad. And I was talking to to Matt old Matt old Matt size Old Size on Mode. The, on the on, on on the telephone. And every time a new song came out, I texted him and I was like 
it's this song. Oh, it's uh, New Dark Ages. Oh, it's Modern Man. I don't know what this song is, but it says this quote in it. <laughs> and uh, it was just, it, it, it was so it was so badass with Greg Graffin. He, he's up on stage and, and he's just like, he's an old man now, a professor at UCLA. Uh, and he, he's just on stage singing and like pointing to people and he's just doing like old man um, <laughs> segues. He's like doing our segues for like when we do shows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we do these podcasts. Where it's like, hey, you know, speaking of not wanting things let's talk about how we're infected <laughs> yeah yeah all right <laughs> stuff like um so it, it, it was a blast and um i'm so glad i went because i hadn't seen him in, in so long and i can say that i i actually saw a complete set from them and uh, I, I came home and the, the entire weekend i realized these these guys have been making music for over 40 years uh, and I started, I, I picked up my guitar. I started playing guitar again. I set up my electronic drums. I started playing those again uh, and just realized it, you know, I don't have to be good at any of this, yeah. but it's still fun to, to do. That's amazing. That's awesome. And then you gave me a hard time about planning to do something by myself at Disney World as well because, and you call this both loners. <laughs> um, yeah, I made dining reservations for one to Oga's Cantina in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge because there was no reservations for five. And so I am, I checked with my wife and the, she approved that I can break off from the family to go drink space drinks in the cantina at Disneyland or at Disney World. Um, so that'll be fun. Uh, hey, Bunny Steel Stephanie, thank you for following us on Twitch. Appreciate you doing that. Hey, all right. Uh, um, yeah, we... We have only one other uh, sort of segment to discuss uh, for for this episode, uh, and that is a bit of a recap from our most recent session of Dungeons and Dragons, the fantasy hey, role playing game. And- uh, if you're following us on Twitch or YouTube, uh, you know that we have our game nights. We're we're trying to have them frequently. Unfortunately, our our party is having some scheduling issues. So uh, make sure that you are following or subscribed to your channel of of choice if you want to catch uh, when we're playing those role playing games. They will be on Friday night. Um, but those Friday nights will vary over the next couple of months due to traveling and other other commitments. But uh, yeah, we, we finally got to play our second session uh, just a few days ago. Brandon as our DM setting the stage for the Desert of Orayu. Is that do I pronounce that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Orayu. That's, that's fine. Orayu, Orayu. It doesn't in, really in matter. It's a made-up place. Junders Jun- Crossing, <laughs> I believe, is, is the city Jun- that we have been hanging. Junders, J-U-N-D-E-R-S. Junders, uh, Junders. It's, it's named after Bill Junder. <laughs> I just made that part. That's canon, though. Oh, I'm going to write that in my notes. I'm going to have an, an upper hand <laughs> on the rest of the people that don't listen to the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's right. So the last time we did a session was about... Uh, almost a month ago, maybe a month a month ago, and it was that session. I thought went well that first session, and then because we had such a break, everybody forgot everything, and and I I went uh, I went I went on a, a business trip, and on the on the plane I I took some notes and I I did some stuff initially, 
Um, but then I, even then I, I forgot. So then three weeks later prepping for the session, I'm like, Oh crap. Uh, how did the last session end? I, I knew generally that the, the adventurers, uh, saved, um, they, well, they found this, this shipment that was, was stolen. And then the innkeeper said, Hey, I'll hook you up with the, the mayor who can give you some more information about stuff around town. Uh, well, I I knew those things, but I didn't remember the names of those characters or the the kind of conversations they had before or any of the extra kind of flavor stuff that the Travis and John and Kevin asked about during the the campaign. Right. So I went back on YouTube where we have where we still have that first session and I just kind of skipped through. I'm like, okay, all right, make a note of that. Okay, make a note of that. All right, got it, got it, got it. Let's put that on the side if I don't use that, whatever. And uh, I, I was still kind of unorganized with, oh, how, well, how, what am I setting up for this session? And you, Travis, had mentioned uh, Sly Flourish's Lazy Dungeon Master yep. guide at, at one point in time, uh, which I used for the initial world building homebrew of the, the campaign overall. And I realized, oh, you know what? What I can do is there's this there's this um, seven uh, seven steps for setting up a session, and it's uh, you're reviewing your characters, a strong opening, amazing settings, monsters, secrets, stuff like that. And uh, well, you know what? Why don't I just start using this for each session? Make a template and. Anytime I'm preparing for a next session, I'll use this as a, as a guide for it. And that got me into organizing this last session, which I hope went well. Uh, I hope I hope you guys actually liked. Yeah, no, I, I, I really uh, I really enjoyed it. I, I feel like those tools that you're using are really helping to uh, build a story that's that's pretty interesting. And uh, there were twists and things in our last session that. I wasn't expecting that I thought were really, really fun. Uh, there, uh, in our, in our first session, there are two guys that, that show up and uh, murder each other. Uh, and, and in, in, in this last session, we were trying to, uh, locate those bodies to try and figure out if we could get any more clues about who they were or why they were there. And all the way to the point of opening the door where those bodies were waiting for an autopsy, I I fully anticipated that I was going to go in and perform some sort of autopsy or investigation on a couple of corpses. And sure enough, we, we roll in there and they're undead and they attack us and they're drawn to the these stones that we've that they dropped that um, that we that our party has picked up one one. Uh, per person and and yeah i thought that was a, a great twist and not i was not expecting to get into combat i was like actually planning out how i was gonna like kind of role role play <laughs> this like autopsy and sort of try to do it in a in a, in a fun way and i then it was a sudden shift i was like oh okay we're we're gonna combat okay let's let me fire bolts all over this place and um it, it and then and then put out the fire haphazardly as well. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I want I want to I want to say so after the first session, uh, John and, and I had talked, and he he had made mention that I it felt like I was it was pushing you away from the, those characters, and and in a way I was initially. 
I, I was I was I was pushing away from it because I this is it's a it's a, this is a dumb thing, but you guys saw two men murder each other, drop stones that each of you picked up, and then you guys had a, a collective vision together. And and why I didn't plan for yeah, of course you'd be interested in why these guys have the stone, and and to try to figure that out. Of course you'd want to do that, and and so in a way I was pushing you away in session one from searching that out, uh, and I and I then I started at that moment to like, okay, I buy myself some time now. Let's incorporate them back there you in, go. yeah, and. And uh, that was part of what I did on the plane was like, okay, these guys need to have a backstory. Let's let's bring that backstory in. It makes sense that the mayor would know uh, where these guys are. He would be the access point for that. Okay, I need them to talk to the mayor anyway. So let's bring him. Let's let's use that as the kind of um, the gateway to that. Um, yeah, because that mayor always had the quest with for Maggie. I realized, oh. Okay, you guys want to know about the bodies. Go to the bodies. He'll tell you about Maggie on the way. And then have you just happen across uh, her Her Happen across poor Maggie, attacked by the jackal people, uh, brutally murdered, and uh, and and <laughs> potentially spying on on the mayor of the town, Ooh, uh, Pancho. Old Pancho, uh, yeah. Uh, for what, what were the other towns? Um, uh, that Sandalville and Clargo. Sandalville and Clargo. I wrote it down. I just couldn't <laughs> find it in my notes. Um, yeah. But yeah, like it's. Um, I my character is very into mystery, and it says in uh in my character sheet that like i i'm always uh looking for like a good like mystery to solve or 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 like interested in 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 more information about things and i feel like you're doing a great job of of creating environments that really give me space to to utilize that aspect of my character and ask a lot of questions and try and look for clues and, and whether you're doing that intentionally or not um it's 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 going really well for me um <laughs> uh, and yeah i the one thing i'm i'm sort of learning as as a player and not as as a dm is is just continuing to focus in on who my character is and build depth into the character instead of sort of that, that only surface level examination of a, an NPC that, that yeah. you're stuck with as a DM because you have so many things to manage <laughs> that you can't get like too deep in, in any one character. In, in a way being a, being a DM and doing NPCs is almost like uh, Reese Darby in um uh, Jumanji into the jungle where he he's 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 a guy from Fly of the Concords uh who is like welcome to Jumanji and then he just repeats his lines he's like he has personality but it's it's just it, it's point is to just get you going on your quest right. however yeah. it is um in 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 that's the opposite from your character where you're like you you start off a new campaign you don't really know who your guy is yet and then as you go that's when you start fleshing out okay this is kind of what he does in his personality usually john and i end up being like okay well 
let's just go back to who we are normally and that's just, just trolling people. Just revert to being silly all the time. <laughs> yeah, we we try so hard when we start. But I mean it's it it, it is it is it is different. Um you know what what is it what is the challenge for you in that? Uh nothing. I I I think it's just I mean it's the challenges that I have uh, one is um, I think as a DM, there were certain characters that I knew we were never coming back to. So I could just sort of freely improvise them and then throw it away. So like if we're in a, in a village or something and you're talking to a farmer and I know that any of the backstory or things that I'm telling you are, are not going to be pertinent within a session or two, like I'll take, I'll take loose notes, but not like a lot of that is just okay this is this is just to kind of fill the space and allow you guys an opportunity to interact within it and then we're going to move on uh whereas like i feel like i need to get much better at note taking and and capturing things that i've done as a character so that i don't contradict myself later on or so i don't like (laughs) you know do something um that that is completely opposite of who my character is and and so far i feel like i'm i'm doing okay at I, I that i don't eat cake 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 Ooh. yeah i'll have some yeah, cake. cake sounds good yeah like no what no <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah and and the other the other really kind of interesting thing for me is i built a character who is very focused in archaeology and getting into like exploring ancient cultures and finding relics mm-hmm. and things like that. And I and I kind of structured my spell book around that aspect of my character. Uh so while we're like in towns and like just and and interacting with um some unexpected uh encounters and, and fights and things like that. Um most of the stuff that I've kind of baked into the character is not as useful right now. I found some interesting ways to use things, uh, but it's uh, and so I think finding ways to use my spellbook within the the scenario that I find us in is um, has also been a, a fun challenge. Um, and I have to learn how to level my guy up for the first time before our next session because <laughs> uh, I've never yeah, done that yeah, either. Uh, one of one of the things I, I want wanted to do and want to do I, n- I need to make sure I do more of is look at each of your character sheets and and identify some of those kind of unique things that you have and incorporate them into some aspect of the campaign somewhere here yeah. and there and now that was kind of the idea with with the stones initially was I wanted you I wanted to kick it off with hey magic magic relics exist in this place. Uh, and you you have them right away, yeah. Where and each one of them is unique in some way, shape, or form that you will end up needing at some point in time. I don't know what that. Maybe I know what those are. Maybe I don't know what those are yet. Uh, but that's why I I have those there. Uh, and maybe uh, D Squeeze asked about Caliban whether or not Caliban knows what his ability is yet with that with that stone. Uh, I don't know the answer. But um, I have an idea of what I want him to do with it. So, so oh, I'm that's interesting, and this is a bit of a meta game aspect. But does John really not know what his stone does? 
No, he, I mean, he, he knows okay. it's, 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 it's in a tool tip for okay. everybody. That's what I thought. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Yeah. Like, like your, yours. Uh, so for those listening, I, I, it, we use roll 20. I created a handout for each stone that exists and I made it to only made it. So each stone can only be seen by Travis or by John or by Kevin. Uh, so John has one. So John knows what it does, but John, yeah, uh, I don't, I don't know if his character really knows what it is or not. Yet. He hasn't, he hasn't played that his character, he hasn't shared with us that his character knows what it is. So yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Which um, is an interesting choice yeah. for him and a very much a John choice as well. And I appreciate yeah. it. I, 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 I would, I would almost say that, uh, I don't know. I don't know if his character knows what the, the ability does yet. But what I will say is that his character hasn't been able to demonstrate it. Fact, fact, fact. There, fact. There's, there's not been a situation where his character has been able to demonstrate. Yeah. It. So when do we play again? Hmm. Hmm. Oh, another month. I thought we had. I thought we had another game in in the next week or two. Is it uh, probably next week? I think I think next week. That might be the 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 earliest we can do. I mean, we can do Friday, I guess. Um, do two weeks in a row here, but then we have basically have a month off till the fourth. Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, it is what it is, kids. Um, <laughs> but uh, hopefully, uh, if you have been watching, uh, whether you're watching live or heading heading back to uh, the respective channels to to check those out. Uh, Love to know what you think. Hopefully, you are enjoying uh, the sessions. Um, if you if you want to catch those, we have not released them and, and do not intend to release them uh, as audio only podcasts. So you're going to have to go over to twitch.tv slash apathetic enthusiasm or subscribe on YouTube so we can get that so we can get that sweet sweet URL for the for, for now. Just uh, search apathetic enthusiasm <laughs> over on YouTube. Uh, follow us over there so that you can you can catch these. These campaigns that we and more and more and us talking about the campaigns yeah. and also Rick and Morty. Yeah. Rick and Morty's coming up quick. <laughs> it's coming up real quick. So, uh, yeah, make sure that you're all set for those as well. Uh, anything else? Anything else you want to cover before we head out? Anybody, anybody in the chat have uh, have any any topics that, that you think we should discuss? I mean, this is this is the benefit of crowdsourcing our podcast now. Is you guys can I don't you guys can share with us uh, anything that's going on, or if you want. I don't I don't think they have anything. They don't have anything. Oh, I do want I do want to say this about the, the you mentioned surprise going to the zombie thing. I. I thought you were going to say about the 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 jackals, the the jackal wear yeah. as they call them. Yeah, uh, those are cool too. Uh, I didn't I, expect them to change into enemies. I, I uh, John was like, I was I I didn't know those guys were going to turn into enemies, uh, and I I thought I was just going to sh- like be. I thought I he said that he was like, oh, I guess these NPCs are going to help us fight this extra powerful dog. And like, ah, cool. I, I got kind of the the reaction I was hoping for from that. That was my initial reaction uh, as well, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was hoping that you guys would all would have gotten a little bit closer. You know, this, this is a hope in my head, obviously. Uh, and then my idea was like to have them kind of like, like back up behind you and be like, oh, let's get, let's get them. And then when combat started, then they would turn and then ambush you from behind mm-hmm. um 
well, John shot with a crossbow right away with a dog. And then I couldn't justify having these two, these two uh, Jack aware men, not, not fight, not fight against John. I, I couldn't justify them be like, no, let's watch our friend. Well, were they, uh, I mean, uh, they, like, they, you could have, you could have sort of spun it where they're like, oh, oh, you're, you're here to help. And they kind of run up behind it, like cowering behind John or something like that. And then, you know, do that for a couple of turns and then have him swap or whatever. That's, I mean, that's, that's me, you know, hindsight 2020, but yeah, that's, that's an option. Like I, I don't feel like as soon as combat starts, they have to reveal who they are. I think I had a session at one point where, um, I think it was when you guys were fighting the rock lobster. I mean, rock monster. Um, that <laughs> it it started fighting individually, and there was a second pile of rocks that eventually turned into a second rock monster that was like immediately dispatched. You guys like killed it right away. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was Door it was gate. something that or or the gate. Anyway, we won't, we won't we won't dig all that <laughs> stuff up. But uh dig all its rocks yeah no yeah i i get that yeah i as the way the way the situation played out it just it just felt it felt like it wouldn't be a natural thing for me to have them because they had their swords drawn at the at the the jackal already yeah um well in the direction right uh so to to keep that 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 illusion that they were kind of already prepared to attack the dog um you know i was keeping at that plus kevin let me let me just say this <laughs> this other thing kevin as the bird person the bird barian he that flying shit i'm like ah oh, god now i now i have to adjust everything i don't have to adjust everything but i have to keep that in mind when i'm i'm building encounters uh because he's done that twice in a row now where he's like no i'm gonna scout with as i fly over yeah well and one uh, of the things is once you get us into like a dungeon or something that's gonna limit his flying because if if you have low enough ceilings he yeah, he'll just be kind of hovering <laughs> like he's <yeah>. you know <laughs> now when i bust out my misty step spell you know that's a whole different Ooh. that's a whole different story but yeah yeah, uh, but that's that's why I gave him just a guy plowing some lady in the alley. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, that is a thing. Like, you want to fly all the time? You're gonna see some <laughs> some shit, buddy. Uh, well, well, tremendous job on 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 our latest session, and 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 I I look forward very much to seeing what events take place north of Jenders Crossing. Uh, hopefully, in an upcoming uh, scenario and an upcoming. Uh, I don't know game, but uh, yeah, that's it. That's D and D stuff. That's D and D talk. Thank you. I and that's that's all of our topics. That's that's pretty much that all we have it. prepared in our show notes. Uh, so I will say thank you to everyone who uh, has watched and participated live as we uh, as we record this episode. It is super awesome to see a bit of a community growing in the in the chat and and talking about the topics we discuss as well. Uh, with each other as well as with us throughout the episode. So thank you to you guys. And also thank you to the people that continue to download and listen on podcatchers, uh, wherever they are, whether they're driving or listening at home during a relaxing bath, whatever it may be. Uh, Thank you guys for for listening. If you haven't done so, please subscribe, rate, 
review this podcast. Let people know what you like about it. Uh, let us know what you like about it, what you don't like. And yeah, that's pretty much it for us this week. Uh, Brandon, any parting words? Um, I Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Thank you for being a part of our lives with words and emotion that you send through the wires, through the ether, through the ethernet, if you are doing that, or, or copper. Yeah, or Wi-Fi, if you through per- the Wi-Fi. Or, or fiber. Yeah. You know, fiber optics is a thing. Getting back into the IT. Look, let's not brick this. <laughs> nerd, 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 nerd. Anyways, thank you for listening. Yeah, uh, and uh, Alex R. hits us with <laughs> a last-minute Link's Awakening Remix topic suggestion. So if you want to hear us discuss that, uh, make sure you head over to Twitch or YouTube because that is going to be post-show content. Yeah, go make sure you do that. That's it for the audio version of this podcast. Thank you guys <laughs> so much for listening. And until next time, I'm Travis. Hey, I'm Brandon. Bye. See you later. (laughs) Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.